Greetings, heroes and Force users, and welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. Welcome me back. My name is Dino Nicandros, and I'm joined by my very good friends, Alyssa Simmons. Welcome back, Dino. Thank you, Alyssa, and Daniel Dawson. Where have you been? Thank you, Daniel. And today, we are tackling the first three episodes, you heard right, three-episode premiere of The Bad Beach, or The Bad Batch, as we say in America. <laughs> uh, this is the continuation and, and the finale of the story of Clone Force 99. And by God, we're Star Wars fam. And who you are or where you came from. I am Iron. But this smells bad. On the outside. It smells like a new corn here. Inside the Tauntaun, this is our opening song. Alyssa, Dandino, talking nerd stuff, come along. Inside the Tauntaun podcast, please like and subscribe. Screaming. The, I missed you. The program so probably oh. completely silenced that whole entire thing that you just did because it was so loud. <laughs> and thank God. I'm having trouble controlling the volume of my voice. I um I missed you a lot. Well, I think the, uh, the fans missed you the most. Oh, I, I, I got lots of fan mail while I was gone. <laughs> with, wishing me well. <laughs> thank you, all of you. Uh, but uh, Alyssa and Daniel have been... As you have listened to, because I know you're listening and yeah. watching. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They uh, they have held down the Marvel fort uh, in our last two episodes, tackling Echo Ooh. and What If. Uh, I enjoyed both episodes immensely. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you are entirely wrong. Uh, all right. Everything. Oh. But uh, that's out. for another day. Oh, God. Dad is never going to like Alyssa, how, uh, Alyssa is not in her home studio. Um, no, I'm in my in evil, evil lair. lair <laughs> she literally looks like she's going to. Yeah, it's either how, that or how long like, have you... she's in the like a like a futuristic version of like the Wizard of Oz, but like the opening scene, like, oh, you know, oh, where it's okay. all sepia tone. And then, oh yes, <laughs> yeah. The, the whole room is like, is very sepia, actually. Yeah, it's just kind of like yeah. brown and beige in here. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. sad. How sad long have you been babies. away from home now, Alyssa? Um, almost two weeks. Alyssa, far from home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the musical <laughs> with pizza. Um. <laughs> yeah. Mystic yeah. Two pizza. two weeks, and then we we're here for the rest of this weekend, and then we go to Sacramento. Oh boy! Yeah. Oh boy! How are the How are the shows going? Uh, our audience already knows you're in Mystic Pizza the musical, but we're going to yes. remind them. Yeah. In case they want yeah. to go Alyssa, see it, they might want to see it. Yes, if you're in the the Northern oh. California Bay Area region, <laughs> this chair is going to creak. Right out of here. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, you know that's just your hips. <laughs> <laughs> I hope oh, not. Can. Oh my god, that's the second Wizard of Oz. Whoa! The, uh, you, you, you know that uh, that old adage, like everybody, like 
if well now that i'm saying it you're just gonna like start listening for it but um there's always at least one wizard of oz like reference per day that you will hear in in anyone's life ever literally in anyone's life yeah Mm -hmm. i don't believe that I don't would, ask me. We're going Ask to the dishes. <laughs> but you've gotten two already. We're going to try to not see them just to prove you wrong. No. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, please. I mean, I didn't. I was at home yet. I didn't talk to anybody yesterday. There's no way it happened. <laughs> you were thinking it. Anyway, 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 I remember asking Alyssa a question about her her show. It's yeah, going right, right, right. well. Um, the first like the first weekend of um audiences, like it was really strange. Like we couldn't really ever <laughs> tell if they liked the show until the very they're very old. end. Love that. Love so that. it was like I I think they're having fun. I don't know. And then at the end, there would be like standing ovations. And we were like, oh, okay. I guess they really (laughs) did like it. So it was a little weird, but um, they've been more vocal this week, which is nice. Um, That's great. They're singing now. Yeah. They're just fully like singing loudly along with, I mean. Not not the songs in the show. They're just singing. Just singing their own (laughs) thoughts. It's an allscape. (laughs) It's an allscape. Gerald, can you pass me the mints? <laughs> My breath is bad. <laughs> Hello. What is this show about? <laughs> oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I'm very, I'm happy that it's going well. And yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, Chassie and Dundee got to visit. Um, on my days off. They did. So that was super, super That's fun. Great. I don't. Nice. I didn't realize you brought Dunders. Yeah, that wasn't like originally the plan, but flights were psychotic because it was President's Day. Oh, so she drove. So the yeah, so she decided to drive, and I was like, "Why don't Why don't you just bring him?" And this hotel is pet friendly, That's so, so fun. It was really That's fun. great. Mm-hmm. Fun adventure for him. Yeah, yeah, he was enjoying. Did he do okay himself. with the drive? Yeah, he likes being in the car. So. Oh, great. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Masha's not into it. It's like no, no, no. She says, Fuck you, not into I mean, the that's car. what she says. It's yeah. just <laughs> the whole time. I'll kill you. I'll kill you in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Daniel? Oh, gosh, I'm good. You know, I'm great. Just uh, really? living life to uh-huh. the fullest. Oh, it's been a um, I, yeah, I, uh, such a random like hodgepodge of things that I'm doing lately. I feel like I'm a, a building manager now. I don't it's very weird. No. I I I uh I've been, I mean you kind of are um kinda, yeah. In a way. I know it's so random. I out of like all of the entertainment things that I do, I also um help manage uh like our warehouse for three theatricals and um uh you know help it to like not collapse. Because <laughs> sometimes it does apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, oh good. Yeah. And also the building I live in too, helping out with that as well, because yeah. um, it's sold. And you know, I don't know if everybody like uh, has seen this or like you know has ever dealt with buildings. They they everything just seems to fall apart all at the same time. They, oh yes, you know, they're built it's, at a certain year, and, and like they all have when like all a the shelf war- life when all the and... warranties are just expired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, our building, the one I live in in New Jersey, mm-hmm. it's allegedly only eight years old, mm. which I don't I don't believe. But uh, the uh, the hot water boiler uh, 
for the entire building went out. And granted, oh. it's been like 20 degrees the last two weeks. Oh, my god. And gosh. so uh, Veronica and I have been taking, you know, early morning showers like Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> <laughs> Just boiling water <laughs> in these giant pots. Oh, my God. And then god. taking it to the bathtub. <laughs> Jeez. Scrubbing with ridiculous. lukewarm water. Though. But uh, it's allegedly fixed. Well, that's good. But those problems are nothing compared to what the Bad Batch face. There's the trend. That's a great How about segue. That? Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, that's why I get paid all those sponsorship dollars. Yeah. Yeah. She's getting all her sponge baths. Um, so, well, the um, Bad Batch. Here are, we are. Yeah, the Bad Batch. Are we, are we excited the Bad Batch is back? Yes. Considering our, our on and on on-again, off-again relationship with it in the past. Mm-hmm. Are we excited? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like every season, I, there has always been something to be excited about because it's, yes. um, like, they, they, they're they telling a really, like, cool, interesting story. Um, you know, they just tend to, like, fill it with things that are maybe not necessary. And I have no doubt that that's going to happen again. I mean, but maybe we'll see because now that we have, like, a final, it's a fin finale finally finally that uh it might not be it might not feel as fillery because they're like they don't they don't have the time for you it. have no choice but yeah. to, to move forward yeah, yeah. move forward with and the, the, every with season the of this show has started off really really strong like the yeah, first I, yeah. I was i was looking Agreed. back yes. at like our coverage of the other seasons and like the first couple episodes of season one and two we were both like whoa yeah this is great this is exciting uh-huh. Um, the thing that I'm yeah, excited oh God, the, about, the, I remember the Canaan like uh-huh. thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's right. so many cool things. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I'm most excited about with this season is that it seems like we're going to have a main through line through the entire, like an actual like season arc. It seems like yeah. that. Yes. I could, I could totally eat yes. my words later, but yeah. um, particularly with last season, it was like a lot of side quests happening. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, okay, that's ultimately what this was about. But obviously with what they've with what they've set up with, you know. Wait, her name is not Roz. I'm <laughs> thinking of Monsters Inc. What's thinking, her name? <laughs> I mean, it's the same character. Sid. Uh, yes, Sid. no. <laughs> Sid, uh, Rita, Rita Perlman's character. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, I'm excited to potentially see like a actual like full season arc yeah to, to finish this thing out not to mention i feel like they're they're um it, it seems like they are they've already started but the uh the needle threading is gonna be a little more tighter this season as well what and what we what we've talked about really in a, our coverage of a lot of uh the disney plus shows mm-hmm. was how they were all going to eventually tie into the main Star Wars narrative. And we've speculated, and it's not easy to see the clues of what is actually being done here. Mm -hmm. And again, something we've talked about in the past was what Clone Wars did for the prequels might be what Bad Batch, Mandalorian, Ahsoka, so on and so forth is doing for the sequels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's gonna take it's gonna take a few more shows to make those movies good. Well, luckily there there's a lot of material coming down the the bend. So Yeah. And and I have to say since since I think that's gonna be maybe 
I'll speak for myself, but maybe that's the biggest takeaway from the first three episodes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm not. I'm not mad at how they're approaching this. Um, yeah, me either. Because there's something These are the really grotesque. We're giving now. Yeah, we're into yes, generals. There's now. something really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're we're into the generals. Yeah. General thoughts. There's something really grotesque and sinister about the whole plot that, um, that if they keep pulling on that that thread, I, I I do think it's going to make a big difference in how Rise of Skywalker is eventually received, knowing what went into it, and then you can watch that movie with all of that built-in knowledge, and you go, okay, this doesn't seem so. Just completely out of left field. Out of field. nowhere. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I um, um this is the somehow. I was probably, really I probably. was really thrilled by these first three episodes. I yeah, they were great. I was like on the edge of my seat for almost the whole time. Like I felt really locked in to this. The stakes are super high. Um yeah. That's those are my generals. That's very general. I I um I tend to agree. I I, I mean <laughs> I wasn't like literally on the edge of my seat, but I um I was very comfortable. Um, but I I I did find myself I think not because you know in this day and age we're all I think everybody's on the spectrum as far as like ADD goes in some way because our attention spans are very very thin. Um, but I found myself not checking in with my phone as often i mean that's like you know that says it's a good sign Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's a good sign i was just like very genuinely um interested and also just with the um uh the cinematic quality of it too because like you know in a in a 22 minute um uh little short stories um you you would think that they'd have to like really rush through some things and but it it felt very especially like the first episode felt very meticulous and mm-hmm. and um uh you know that the pacing was it wasn't slow per se but it just it felt like it was purposeful um, purposeful yes. yeah yeah for lack of a better term so i i think gener- yeah generally i i liked it <laughs> well and that's a very good point in and it being purposeful because it it creates this environment of tension. Yeah, tension, claustrophobia, and then kind of there's still this naivete that Omega has. Uh, she she knows she's she was kidnapped for God's sake. Right. And she, yeah. I mean, she knows she's <laughs> in danger, but but she kind of settles into this monotonous lifestyle, you know, and rhythm. and then and then in that rhythm, you you start to see Nala say trying to undermine Mm -hmm. everything and protect Omega, which is um, a really interesting dynamic. That's not going to end well. Probably not. uh, But super, I mean, super cinematic. Uh, I was going to say the thing that- Getting hurt, you know? And like like how that would, like how she would react to that. Like she's like, oh, (laughs) wow, that really hurts. (laughs) I just can't imagine her emoting. That's not not what I wanted. I don't like the way that that knife feels inside me. (laughs) 
Or it's, know, the total, it's the total opposite of that, which is going to be even more alarming. It's like yeah. blood-curdling, like, screams and, like, sounds that we've never Sweet heard come out Jesus! of her. <laughs> but honestly, it was it – was, it's really off-putting, actually. Uh, she's always been that serene, ethereal – she's always had that kind of quality going back to Attack of the Clones. Yes. But her voice was so – again, different uh, actors. Different but actress, her sure. her uh, – her voice used to be much, um, I don't know, in a higher register, uh, again, kind of ethereal. Here, she does sound utterly defeated. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. yeah. Totally. It's just resigned it's just super... to, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some really bad effed up sh- stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do it, you know. Uh, yeah, she's on a very small short list of people that like know what's going on so right that that's and that, that that is a surefire uh one-way trip it sounds like because you know i think that because that i i um going forward uh you know for this to be like this sort of mystery um in the the sequel series um like I, I I guess it's possible there there was like a like a handful of people that kept the secret that long, but like I feel like none of these people are gonna really make it out. No, and uh, okay, speculation time. Let's just on it. that particular point, is it because of something the Bad Batch does, or is it something Palpatine does mm. to uh, cover the tracks? I think that interesting. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I there's so. a. Do they become a liability? Yeah, it's, yeah, I just, it's like, very knowing his. Uh... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, it's just I. He. We obviously love the character of the emperor, and it's yeah. um, it's voiced by our love beloved. Yeah. Dino's beloved, I should say. <laughs> yeah, featuring the photo right behind Dino. If you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> um. Seeing um, seeing this side of the character where, I mean, he usually doesn't ever show his hand, right? There's just a billion mm-hmm. things bubbling underneath and he's that much of an evil genius. But, I mean, yeah, this is just so, it's scary. Yeah. It, it, it's scary it- thinking about, A, why he's doing all of this right now, and B, Ultimately, what we know is is going to happen, and that all of these people won't be around. I think that he is probably the one that figures out how to cover, make all well, of this and, go bye bye. You know, mm-hmm. and to your point, Alyssa, we've never seen Palpatine really put trust uh, in anybody. Yeah, I mean, maybe other than Vader, but but if if you if you are into uh, kind of expanded storytelling and you read comic books or 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 books even uh, he has a contingency <laughs> for for everybody mm-hmm. and everything but it is interesting uh how delicately he's going about dealing with this and the fact he has trusted somebody with with a secret like that like we yeah i i i think it the cat's out of the bag as far as what project necromancer 
mm-hmm. is. I think Hemlock is fully aware of what they're trying to accomplish. Well, it's interesting that you say that too, because they they were very, uh, like purposeful with not showing us what's in the container. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, there's there's two there's at least two things that I can imagine that it is. But what if it's not either of those things? Because I think that, like, you know, I think the the easy, like, guess would be that it's just a, a clone or, a, like, a, you know, a yeah. mini-me of, of a, a Palpatine. Um, and then the other would be that it might be a, a, an early version of Snoke, maybe. Um, well, a, th- a third option. Yes. Um, because we, we're about 50 years on from... Or, or 50 years uh, prior to Force Awakens. Right. right. So That's so a lot of years. 50, 52 years, maybe, from Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, it is around this time where Rey's father is born, mm. and the Rise of Skywalker introduced the narrative that uh, Rey's father is a Palpatine clone that is not Force-sensitive. Well, right. isn't and, that interesting? Mm. You know, you start to. I'm. I don't. I'm not saying it is specifically that, but sure. But any and all of those answers are correct because they do eventually happen, mm-hmm. um, right? But really, really uh, creepy when you consider that they're they're running all of these tests uh, using clones, mm-hmm. but but clone children. Ooh. Yeah, there's something extra and, menacing about that, obviously. Yeah, extra it's like lecherous in a way. Yes, like, it is, we're, it we're is back like we're full, space Nazi. full-blown space Nazis. Yeah. Yikes. Um, and not to mention, too, with like a, like a twinge of, of, of witch, like necromancy, spooky yeah, yeah, magic. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, so I, I, I wondered if... Um, if you kind of gathered, like when they walked into the Project Necromancy room, um, that they didn't just like decorate it all cute with like red runes everywhere. Like it's like very, I like purposeful, sterile. Like, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wondered if, um, because it does look like there's these sort of Sith like runes all written all over the floor. Like it feels like they were, like maybe Palpatine was you know, very involved with the creation of this like room so that it had to be a certain way in order to like, he's like, you provide me with the body. I'll provide you with the soul. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and like, and that's like, he has to do his dark Sith magic and they're doing the science. Like, I don't know the science. You do the science part. I'll do the fucking Sith gross shit. And it does, it does raise the question Speaking of Palpatine's trust in others, Mm -hmm. so we know by the time we get to uh, the Mandalorian season three that the Empire is actively still working on Project Necromancer. Right. My question. Oh yeah, because we we heard about this in we got that in Mando season three, right? Three. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, The the Shadow uh, Council. Right. Yeah. And General General Hux is of the First Order. His father is at the at the time of the Mandalorian running. Project Necromancer. My question is, do... His father was not do, a spy that we know about. No. <laughs> do all of these officers know that Palpatine's a Sith Lord? Or is the... Or is, as far as they know, they're they're cloning Palpatine just for the purpose of having 
leadership? Like, do, mm. does that question make sense? Like, do they understand that what's actually happening here is, is, you know, the Sith alchemy portion of it? Right. Like, yeah. do, do they understand that's who he actually is? Because I can't. I don't. I can't imagine he. Many people, if any, besides Anakin and a couple of others, know that he's like the, the like, leader of the Sith. The Sith Lord. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah, think I it's. Like... I think it's probably for just like the leadership, government, purposes. Probably their their knowledge I, of it. Yeah, I don't think that anybody, um, like outside actual Sith people, um, would have would would because I I do think that would that kind of. If that is by design, I do think that would kind of help, again, the narrative jump that kind of takes place when the First Order is kind of blindsided by, like, uh, Palpatine's return. I remember them all kind of uh, displaying a fair amount of skepticism, and th they might be just trying to, to again, color color in the the blanks which is, would be much appreciated but yeah it's just interesting because like uh, um i like for the purposes of him keeping that part of part port that part of him secret um it's just interesting because it's like like he's done a lot of really awful things just as the emperor alone but like he's worried that like the Sith part is gonna be like the bridge too far for the rest of the Senate. Like you know what I mean? Like oh, I hope they don't find out about this because then they're gonna be really upset. You know? I um... you know which actually I'm I'm thinking I'm just thinking out loud here. Well, Hemlock Hemlock does know because he's dealing with midi chlorians. So, but I that that's interesting. So... I mean, it's I think it's a I think it's a good. Uh, there, there's an argument there because um, uh, why, why, why do, why does he? Because I mean, like the midi chlorians might. Well, because the, those, those specifically speak to one's force sensitivity, and if they're, he's trying, and, and Hemlock's whole people whole... know get that. But yeah. here's the main question, and and of course, I I know that like they haven't really. I don't think they've really. I think that they're attempting to get more into the science of midi chlorians and like why, why, why. But um, but then what? I guess. The Emperor assumedly has like hella midichlorians up in his blood. And mm. they're like, at least they they didn't say this, but it kind of gave off the idea that that they're using his blood and seeing like which other like high midichlorian blood 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 would be um compatible with his, I guess. That's yeah, at least but, uh, what is that kind of what you got out of it too? I mean, quite possibly. I, I, I mean, I know the crux of the experiment is is to create a clone body that has a high enough M count, as they call it, yeah. to to hold Palpatine's uh, presumably Essence. to hold his his power. And yeah, well, and think about it. Like you get you get fifty years on, mm -hmm. and you see, you know, Palpatine has returned, but he's hooked up to like a life support. A so it's not working yeah. real well. Yeah. So like. But now, but but I guess okay. Going back to my question, because I was sort of just you know, uh, I, I, why would they need? Because why don't they have everything they need with with Palpatine and his blood? Do you know what I mean? Like well, why would I they? Think need well, it's about creating else's. another body. Go go ahead, Alyssa. I, I think the I think the thing is that it's specifically an M count that shows no degradation. Sure. And, so oh, right, yeah, you're right. So maybe you know his what I mean. Blood, so like, it's possible degrades. that like yeah, that like obviously he's got a high M count, but like it has yeah. been like 
lowering and lowering, but with omegas, mm. like it shows oh, with no old signs. age, poor guy. It happens in the like, best. Oh place. damn Just it! Start taking hymns. Well, and and maybe one of you you super canon experts who have have read one of you know perhaps like the uh, uh, that that book that's out uh, about the the history of the Sith. This was written mm. probably eight or nine years ago. You haven't ago. read it? Do you know him? I haven't. Surprised. Shocking. Um, but I wonder if there is a component here about one's usage of the dark side and if mm. that contributes to degradation or not. I don't I'd know. Buy that. Interesting. I'd buy that. Yeah. But well, it could I... be why the bodies deteriorate so quickly and yeah. they need something really powerful and, and the best they could come up with is what we end up seeing yeah and, so and, if, yeah, those so of, like, if those because, of you who oh, are listening because... I, i'm just gonna clarify those of you who are no, listening please, i'm yeah, assuming please. that you if you are a star wars person you know about m count you know about about midichlorians and everything but um if you don't and you're just watching series. if you're watching the bad batch and you haven't watched the prequels yet um here's just a brief piece of information so it was thank you yeah it was <laughs> introduced in phantom menace and midichlorians are microscopic life forms that dwell within all living organisms midichlorians are a conduit for the force a necessary link that allows certain force sensitive beings to communicate with and manipulate the force m count is a measurement of the number of midichlorians an individual carries within them high m count correlates to being powerful in the force Anakin Skywalker had the highest M count ever recorded at 20,000 like when he had his blood high. tested by Qui-Gon Jinn in Phantom Menace. So, uh, yeah, this is this is why. And it's a quite controversial Star Wars topic. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> um, it kind of like... Uh... Yeah, and I think that it, it's it's interesting because I'm so far, I mean, <laughs> because it's been so controversial, they've decided to not even mention the word midichlorians. They're just saying M, M now instead yeah, for M short. Um, and it's been getting a little more like uh, they're 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 going away like they have not mentioned the fact that they're like living beings with like living within like Organisms, that, that's yeah. kind of been left to the wayside right not saying that they're like retconning it per se but it feels like they almost kind of want us to forget about it like they want well like, you know what i i mean yes to, to a degree but I, I don't think they would be emphasizing it uh this much yeah. at all if they, if wanted, they wanted us to forget to about forget. it well sure. certainly but just but, i think um, maybe the original description of it i mean but also uh, and George Lucas had had said this, but Dave, Dave Filoni expanded on it. Um, there's been a lot of hemming and hawing about who can use the Force, and I know this subject was brought up with with Sabine Wren mm -hmm. and Ahsoka when we find out she's Force sensitive, and I, that that made a small but very verbal part of the Star Wars fandom upset. Mm. Um, uh, and and even it goes back to to Ryan Johnson and and how the the last shot of the last Jedi was With the little child. was the seeming you know the stable boy uh, you know proving force sensitivity, but really what George Lucas and now Dave Filoni have said is anybody can use it, but uh, everybody has varying uh, degrees it's of a spectrum of midichlorians. Of, of well yeah it, no but it of is biological abilities of of biological yeah. ability and yes some of it is hereditary and some are going to be more naturally attuned to tapping into the mm -hmm. force and using it 
than others, but it's accessible to everyone. And I don't, but I don't in- hate that idea. No, I don't either. I um, I have two things. Um, first of all, finishing up what I was thinking about before about the degradation of the midichlorians over time. Um, this might also be a reason why they're looking to younger, yes. like kids, because mm-hmm. they're thinking, I need a, I need a vessel of blood that's going to last like longer than 50 60 years you know what i mean so that i I can come back in 60 years and take your blood and like make my make my clone kind of thing is that kind of yeah no i i I, I totally buy that i think that makes absolute sense yeah so they're gonna they're like they're gonna try to keep omega omega you know, around as long as they can so that she Well, can yeah, be... when they find out she is Force-sensitive at the end, or at least to some degree at the, yeah. at the end of episode three, I mean, that's... That set off alarm bells in my brain because I was like, oh, my God. No, she's got to be alive. Does the potential exist where <laughs> Omega, Boba Fett, and Rey all have something in common? I know, it's pretty you wild. Know, like it's, it's just kind of like... I know. But, so, so yeah. you you brought my me to my question fried. number two, and that's a good good transition. So the the other transit, these clones all come from the same, you know, gene Django pool. Fett. Yeah, yeah, from Bubba Fett or Django. Sorry. So uh, is, but they all have varying um, amounts of midichlorians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess that 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 also raises another questions about I, I, midichlorians. Yeah, and like how... I know where you're going, and I have no no idea. Yeah, no understanding. They come of... from the same the same. I'm the, the huh? same the same exact genetic marker. How is it? How is that happening? So I mean, obviously, something in the cloning process it, or is, something isn't exactly. You know what I mean? They're not an exact duplicate. But yeah, I guess if they're if they're like a living, if they are living beings that live within with live within you, like how are they transferred? He lives then, in you. like, <laughs> and oh boy, away. I'm... <laughs> I uh, yeah, like is it something that like at birth they like you know come into you, <laughs> um, and is it like do they come into you like via? Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, they're stop. coming. <laughs> stop. Stop putting it like that. So when they come on your... No, never stop. Mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I got, I got new... Yes, I understand exactly, the question. Is This is exactly why of all ages was taken out of it has the been, opening Yes. Monologue. It's been struck. <laughs> oh Daniel my Bob. god. Yeah, I don't know. I... I yeah, it's I, interesting. I mean, I, is I'm there, is there some Is there something that happens in the... Uh, because we know Boba was... A, a complete genetic match right. to, or rather, a completely unaltered version of, and so is Omega. of Django. But is there something that happens uh, in the expediting process? Uh, yeah, could be. I, I don't, I don't know. Well, okay, so you you bring up another interesting point, um, and I think that that kind of maybe um, killed my original idea because. Good. Uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> that was Kill it. Uh, the you know about like the degradation of the midichlorians over time, um, and like using a young source because it'll last longer or something. Because these clones that they're using, you know, minus Omega because she's she's special, 
um, they all age super fast, you know, they're yep. like, they're bound to all basically be dead in like the next, what, 20, 30 years or tops. The, the expedited ones. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. basically everybody except for Boba and Omega, right? That we know about, at least at this point. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So I, I mean, I guess they, they could be short. They're more short term. Um, I mean, if, if what my theory is, if, if that's correct, then they're like more short term, um, contingency plan. And Omega would be like more long term, like, ooh, she could last for a long mm-hmm. time. It's know. basically Hocus Pocus now. Star Wars is it's just... It's all Hocus Pocus. Hocus. It might as well be. Yeah, you're right. I just um, want more explanations. I, I liked that that episode one, though, uh, entirely put the emphasis on on Omega and then yeah. and then started sprinkling in the seeds of, of a really fascinating relationship with Crosshair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Who, when we last left Crosshair, he, he and Omega were imprisoned together and mm-hmm. uh talk about somebody who's who's battling some demons. some real mental demons Ooh, but yeah. uh their dynamic it, it does I, I like how it hasn't gone completely to crosshair you know coming to the realization that he's gay you know the empire the empire's <laughs> entirely bad and you know i'm i'm one of the good guys now but uh but instead you get a really a really juicy piece of dialogue between the two of them where she says, you know, where she's talking about escaping and, and he said, he tells her to her face, I won't hesitate to leave you behind. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> to get out of here. That's He's still there. And then she retorts, uh, no matter what happens, I'm not leaving you behind. Yeah. And she's like, no, you're and, not. She's like, I believe you're good inside. And, um, she's very much it, like doing the, the Luke to like Darth Vader yeah. talk to him. Like, mm, and, I know and if anything, these first three episodes, uh, yes, they were very Omega heavy because really episode two's, you know, the only one that really focuses on, on the, the other, clone force. Yeah, the other right. But, uh, the but even in episode two, when they, when they stumble upon the, the three young clones, it really starts to build this, this theme of found family and um can we just also talk about really quick that like i thought it was really really cool that they brought in freaking um daniel daniel um, logan Logan. yeah that's awesome very cool (laughs) sounded great too fun uh yeah so great and and what that might have honestly that might have been out of the three the most disturbing of all mostly because of what they talked about and they ruined a planet. Yeah, with, uh, I mean, it kind of it had like bits of. Uh, if you're familiar with the video game Halo, that's what it really reminded oh, me of. Yeah, was the the, totally. the flood, the these these vine creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, so who I think. Oh, go go for it. Yeah, I think you, when I um, well, when I first saw them, I I I don't know. I know Daniel read the first couple, and you read the first couple of the High Republic comics. I, okay, right? I'm glad you're good because it did yeah, ring bells in my one. head. Yeah. I was like, "Wait, have yeah, I read so, about this? This is weird." So before they named them in the episode, which they did clarify that these are Slither Vines, which are a new—that's a new Star Wars word. Slytherin. But um, in 
the Devil High Republic snare. comics, <laughs> there's a carnivorous plant called Drengear. And right. Drengear is really scary because it actually, not only is it just like a carnivorous plant, it has the ability to fully corrupt minds and people. And it has psychic it, abilities. It, so it like isn't can, it like actually like sort of an embodiment of the Sith sort of too? So right? yeah, it was it was created by ultimately by the Sith. And so like my ears were just like and eyes were perking up about this because it was yeah. like yeah, the Empire used it. But I'm wondering, and a lot of other comic readers are talking about this online, if mm, like Palpatine like you know, found some semblance of that Drengear and then used it sample. now and, and is using it as a weapon of his own making. So yeah, well, and like, you're right. The, 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 to my pet. In the, uh, in the High Republic era, the, uh, the Slithervine, we're assuming maybe it's an offshoot of the, the Drengear, mm-hmm. but the Drengear were basically biologic, it was used as biological terrorism and these yep. pirates would spread it on these uh, on these planets and create just uninhabitable mass chaos, uh, mass chaos. And uh, that's, that's really creepy, but also perhaps another way in which Palpatine and, or the empire is covering tracks. Cause we, mm-hmm. you, so the bad batch lands on this planet uh, searching for Omega and they find a completely derelict, uh, facility which just just so creepy looking so yeah. scary and yeah again kind of gave me like nazis in argentina kind of vibe you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean like just i don't know i all of it was really really unsettling is the mm-hmm. is the word that keeps coming to mind but um yeah i like that i like that uh leave it to dave filoni to pull from all aspects of Star Wars, even the ones perhaps less familiar to people or less liked by people. And but again, yeah. it's hope, hopefully a, a window, you know. Yeah. Or yes. Well, door, and I remember when you know. they were announcing the whole High Republic series with the books and the comics and everything, and um, can't remember what writer it was, but um, they were like, it was me. It was Daniel Dawson. Yeah, he I he's a writer that, now. I did. Um. <laughs> And they were just saying, like, you know, we're we're exploring kind of like different types of scary within yeah within the Star Wars universe, and yeah, the, I mean, carnivorous. We, you're right, though. Like, in especially in specifically in Bad Batch, like I think each season has had kind of like a horror episode. Yeah, right. Oh, it was yeah. it was, uh, it was Calvin Scott, I think, the the writer. Oh, okay, got it. Um, yeah, and he was just like, we that was like a really important thing that sort of in whatever way all of the different comics are because the, the High Republic comics are really great. Like if you if you would like to get mm-hmm. into some Yeah, they are good Star Wars comics. I have read. Um and if you get into like I the haven't new, read the kid the, ones though. Yeah, those are those are cool because they're all different parts of the galaxy as the these same events are happening. So it's really right. cool to kind of like read them simultaneously. There's a lot of connective tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, well, to go back, I mean, since you're on this point, I I, I want to go back to something else. Palpatine or uh, Palpatine and Hemlock were talking about. So yeah. he he says, uh, uh, "I have need for such larger scale applications." So mm-hmm. Hemlock wants to talk about what he's immediately been working on, which is 
some he was talking about basically upscaling the technology to to create uh i don't know fill in the blank weapons yeah. of some kind uh, yeah yeah i mean who and knows he's like what? i absolutely have use for that but that's not what i want to talk about today mm. but and is it is there a world where what is that like more than one palpatine can exist at the same time like i don't know like i i'm just wondering if like I we're gonna not. find i know me too <laughs> i'm like if we're gonna I find fucking another version of palpatine in the galaxy that like you know ahsoka and all of them are on now i'm like no ah! <laughs> um I don't yeah, think so, but, but never say never. Yeah, probably not. Never say never. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> it would be... Yeah, um, I could see, like, you know, one of his... You know, they, they, they could easily do... Um, they might be building towards one of his, like, experiments gone wrong that's been laying dormant for, you know so many years well and we've already we've already seen uh the clone wars kind of hinted at this that the whole arc about the zelo beast mm. um beast remind me what that is remember the giant um what does it look like it's uh it's not a snake it's um i have to maybe i can Google i'm it. trying to think of uh, the the equivalent but remember it gets let loose in cor on coruscant and mm -hmm. it's uh i would not remember that but we find out in the bad batch was it season was it season two where we find out they were they were cloning the Zelo Beast? Yes. Was it season, season one or season two? two? I know I know it showed up in the in the Bad Batch at some point. Um But I mean, yeah, that 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 is the surest example of, of bad the monstrosities oh, there. That thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With the really long, like like finger like three finger like yeah. He, what a weird looking thing. That's right. I forgot all about that thing. But uh, yeah, they've attempted cloning on reptilian on that. Um... Yeah, it was in Rebels too. The Zelo Beast. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, this, yeah, like sort of sentient being, semi-sentient, I guess. Yeah, according to uh, <laughs> Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Semi-sentient reptile. Semi-sentient. That's just like me. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Semi-sentient. Just sentient enough to be on this podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a low threshold, admittedly. <laughs> Listen. Um... Uh, but I, I, do, I do enjoy that we're kind of getting to uh, the point with as we talked about at the beginning, the point with uh, the Bad Batch specifically, the, the point of their exist, like, I don't know, the whole justification whole for them having their own yeah. series. Yes. Yeah. Um, which, which, to be and, honest, uh, last I even, season I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't convinced. entirely sure. <laughs> wasn't totally there, no. <laughs> if, if, if what's we needed, the point? If we needed this. But even some on. of the commentary. I mean, up, up until now, it's felt like, uh, um, they were, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They were kind of like a, like they're they're it, it's a story about these people, but like the thing that the things that are happening around them are like the important parts. We're just following them because they're they're kind of like the uh the the spoon um that's holding the like you know important nutrients. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I, I do hope they dig a little bit more into, uh, again, episode two is what what does this when they kind of take on the surrogate father roles mm-hmm. to to these three young clones. Uh, they, they really start to unpack the idea of you're, you're, you don't have to go on being what you were made to do. Yeah. And, yeah. and they, they tell the kids, like, we think this is going to be a team-up moment with these kids. Like, we're going to take, take them under our wing and we've added to the squad. But instead, uh, they're taking them they to said, that, we're going to uh... take you uh, to, to Pabu, I think. Yeah, is that, that the, island that they... The island the planet. Island. Um, and, I loved and that episode last season. Can... That was like one of my favorite, yeah. that island episode. Was Locale. Cool. But telling the kids, uh, you know, our, our job isn't done yet, but go, you get to, you get a second chance at, you know, you, you don't have to be an experiment. You don't have to be a soldier. You don't have to, to be any of that. Yeah, and, and you have time to, you have time to figure that out. It's not. And, and I think that's a really valuable commentary in Life. in Star Wars in in general and I'm glad that we're finally or in real life even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh well it's but too it, late it just ties for you, back and but you're right. It's you're too right. late for <laughs> you being right. the semi sentient. <laughs> um uh, but but that's always been the crux of Star Wars has been uh family either biological or or found and then I think the second or you know you could argue the the, the biggest theme being uh you don't have to stay what you are mm-hmm. yeah you know um if if they keep on that thread and and don't do any you know mystical you know, video stuff. game side quests mm-hmm. just for the sake of sake of it then i think i have i, think I this have is gonna high land hopes there's that... a poignant message to be made for sure yeah yeah I, yeah, I have what high hopes say, that they're gonna. I just have high hopes that they're gonna carry it through this this full complete arc. Ra- I do too. I, I I do have hope that they're gonna land the plane. And these at least the first three episodes have have given me give me hope for that for sure. Um, yeah. uh, so we've got the next episode coming out uh, next week, February twenty yeah. eighth. And uh, it's called. How many episodes are in this season? Oh, I don't. There remember, are actually. fifteen. Dang. Yeah. Well, that that, yeah, that, we, that we've always kind of complained about that, but hopefully yeah, last, in this last one... season, uh, the first first and second seasons were sixteen episode counts. Right. There will so, be fifteen for this, but our next episode I imagine, is well, called. The first episode was actually fairly long. It was like an, I think it was. It like was a yeah. Thirty, wasn't it? It it was close to a thirty. Yeah, Maybe like twenty seven, which is good because again, it was mm-hmm. the, it was that that pacing that was so important and like the the um the I loved the the use of the you know she would wake up with the the dripping sound um mm-hmm. you know just kind of just like this sort of like tick 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 and then they have like the um the the blood like mixture device that kind of looks like a clock that like you know. It's like, oh, it's at nine o'clock. You don't have much time left. Like, I, it, well, it, it was a, it was a cool like way to show a passage of time. Like again, building that tension and 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 you know the subplot, or not really a subplot. I think it's going to be quite a major plot. That yeah. going back to to season one, what I always thought was going to be the end game before they introduced the the cloning aspect was. Uh, what what happens to the clones that gets yes. them completely phased out? of 
the empire and is that finally going to come to a head uh and I, maybe we start to see it a little bit, even with Omega's relationship with uh, Emery Carr, who mm. we find is another, I mean, is essentially her sister. It is yeah. her sister, biologically speaking. But we start to see the cracks even, even there. I mean, somebody who seems kind of devoid of emotion at first by, by the end of this little three-episode arc is already starting to look out for Omega yeah, she um, gives her her back her yeah, gives her, her a toy back. Right, there's some there's glimmers for sure. Um, and uh, I, I don't know, n- none of that speaks to uh, that's uh, kind know, of a quiet resolution like, superpower. To... Like like that, I think her high midi decorating count is just <laughs> it did just her 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 way to sort of um, she's got a high charisma check if you play mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons, um, that. Yeah, it's it's infectious. Yeah, her empathy. I, think. I mean, uh, to her her uh, her canine companion, canine adjacent yeah. companion, and uh, which is named um, Batches, right? Batches. 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 Bitches. Bitches. No, bitches. it wouldn't be bitches. I think <laughs> it, it would be no bitches. Way. There's no way. <laughs> I think it was Batcher. Batcher. Yeah. Bitcher. Yeah. I think uh, so. Um, which is cute because it's like the bad batcher. Um, the uh, um, yeah, batcher. what was I gonna say? Oh, oh, I I know we kind of already put a a cap on this conversation, but I had a thought too, just about um about the midichlorian count being varying between each of the clones. Um, but just the fact alone that we have this bat bad batch of clones, you know, that all have their own special like thing that they do like one of them's really good at tech one of them's a you know sharpshooter little you know like the the yeah there is a there is a world where there is some kind of like genetic whether it's some kind of a mutation or um yeah i get they, they they've already sort of built that this part of the show you know um mm-hmm. so i guess midi chlorians can also be different too i suppose I guess. <laughs> I, I have Perhaps. a feeling you'll you'll get answers in some capacity. Maybe. Somewhere down the line. At the same time, line. I I kind of I, I I would be okay if they didn't fully, um, because you know so many times, you know, any in, in lots of shows where they you know it's very mystical or whatever, and they try to give you some sort of a you know a firm thing. Nobody's ever truly happy with <laughs> with the answer. They're like, oh, that's it. Oh, oh okay. bummer. I guess All right. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, kind of like Lost. I oh, well, that's, that's, show, by that's the way. what I was thinking. I was like, but I didn't mind that Same. they left things open. I mean, it was a I mystery. I liked that show. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, I, I do hope by the end of this, one way or another, uh, Hemlock gets a bullet in the head or a laser bolt in the head. Oh, but, yeah. I, I want, I, I, something, something a little more bad. devastating. Yeah, he he he's bad among bad. Yeah, yeah. What Maybe he jerk. gets like completely consumed by the slither vines or Drengear or something in a Here's ripped hoping. apart, cool. like ripped limb from the lamb. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, but well, still kept alive somehow. You know what I mean? Like ripped limb forever, from limb, but still just <laughs> just dangling with his guts out for as long as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like the, yeah, like somehow the, the slither vine like doesn't have a way to speak, you know, but like sort of like independence day has to like rip apart the body and like use his mouth to like speak. That's Working how I like want a puppet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's how I wanted Hemlock to go. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, on that note, I think, uh, that's users of all ages, violent note. <laughs> you don't think that that's how they're going to end this in the cartoon series built for kids? No. Never know. know. Never know. We'll see. All right. Well, uh, anything else that you two want to say before we go away? I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to to talk more Bad Batch. Yeah, I, I, I guess we're we'll um, you know going forward, uh, we're gonna kind of I think play this by ear for like the next episode. We might not be doing an episode for each episode, probably not. Um, but we'll keep you updated. So make sure you're subscribed and also are checking our Instagram so you know when we're doing our next episode. Yes. And yeah. then we've got uh, we've got Dune on the horizon. Yes. That might more more than likely will be our next episode. Yes. Exciting. Yeah. So buckle in for that. Ooh yeah. baby. Sitting All at right. 98% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Oh, it's quite oh high. It is quite high. Quite high. Oh, did you guys I I'm sorry, but right before we go cuz I'm like already on it. Do you guys want to know like what uh what the score they're getting for season three is. oh of bad batch sure it's a terrible sense um, oh. uh, yeah i have not looked on imdb um the first episode 8.0 sensible um episode two 7.4 also sensible um and top rated the third episode at 8.7 i mean they're doing great i think it's actually some of the highest scores that they've gotten i believe um, that for the series yeah um so it's, yeah, it's turned into two very time. good Star Wars. So yeah, I'm excited. Great. All right. Well, Ooh. great. Well, I hope you all have a great day. Uh, yeah, you this, too. Thanks. All right. <laughs> all right. This is Inside the Tauntaun. I'm Alyssa Simmons. And I'm Daniel Dawson. And I'm Dino Nicandros. May the force be with you. Always. Inside the Tauntaun Podcast. Please like and subscribe.